Welcome, friend, to the Busy Vibrant Mom podcast. Are you struggling to be more productive in your home and be more productive overall? Are you struggling with purposeful parenting? I know why. It's because you are an extroverted stay-at-home mom, and you are putting yourself in a bucket with every other stay-at-home mom out there who is telling you all the ways to be more organized and productive and get more done and be a patient parent. And it's just not working, right? You are empty, unfulfilled, lonely, exhausted, and you don't have the energy that you know is there for you somewhere. I have the answer. Hi, I'm Michelle Bird, and I have been in your fancy shoes, my friend. The answer is to understand that the extroverted stay-at-home mom needs specific solutions that will help fill our bucket so that we can pour from a full cup, so that we can be more productive and purposeful in our parenting. Get ready, reheat that coffee, pop in your earbuds, and come hang out with me. It's time for today's show. Hello, friends. I'm super excited today to bring you an amazing interview I had with a friend, Teresa Harp. She is amazing. We talked about time and procrastination and really the underlining thoughts about your day and why you might be procrastinating and how our thoughts play into our actions. It's really hard as moms with all those things that we think about all day long. So in this episode, there's a couple tips and tricks of how to have a good system for when you think about things all day long and those little thoughts pop in your head. And also, as I said, we talked about productivity and really the why behind it that will help you eliminate that from your day and have more success. Teresa Harp is a time manager productivity coach for busy moms and she has a bachelor's and an AM master's in speech and hearing science. She's worked as a speech therapist for over 12 years and she became interested in time management while she was running a successful private practice and raising her four kids under four. We just have to say an amazing mom. Four kids under four is quite, quite an amazing achievement. Right now, she works one-on-one with other busy moms to give them tools and strategies so that they can spend less time doing what they have to do and more time doing what they love and playing with their kiddos. Teresa loves spending time with her family, eating delicious food, exercising, and reading. She is just a joy. If you would love to find her, you can go check out her website, www.thetimetamers.com. T-I-M-E-T-A-M-E-R-S. But just make sure that it's thetimetamers.com. Go and check her out there. She also has a Facebook group called The Time Tamers, and you can find her there. So without any further ado, let's jump into our interview. Hello, friends. Today we have Teresa Harp talking to us about 
tips for time savers. She has a podcast called the time tamers podcast, and she's here to talk to us all about helping us with managing our time, which is so important and so vital as moms, because we don't have much of it, or it always seems (laughs) like it's in short supply and high demand. So Teresa, tell us a little bit about you and about your family and all kinds of fun things. Awesome. Okay. Well, hi, Michelle. Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me. First off, this is fun. I'm a speech therapist, actually, or I kind of I was in another life. So I love to talk. It's like what I do. So this will be fun. I could talk about time management all day. So I am first and foremost, a mom. And that's essentially how I got into this line of work. Like I said, I am a speech pathologist and I opened up my own practice in 2014. I didn't have any kids at that point. So I grew the business slowly. I knew we would be starting a family. So I had that in mind and I knew that I wanted to be able to work part-time and set my own schedule, my own hours, that type of thing when I did start my family. So I started the business And about two years later, I wound up getting pregnant with twins, which was great, but it really shifted things in terms of number of hours I was going to be working. I was on bed rest for a while. And so things were slow and intentionally slow, but I loved it. I loved being able to have clients come to my house. We had an office set up in the house and I would be able to see people, see kiddos and do my work and then go play with my own kiddos and It was great. The practice grew. I got a brick and mortar location. And as the practice was growing, my family was growing. So fast forward to COVID, that was March, 2020. I had a three-month-old, a four-month-old, a four-month-old, and a two-year-old, and my twins were four. And then life just stopped. (laughs) We were all home. And so I was home, kind of losing my mind. My husband was home. We had a crazy dog. He was there. And so I was like in the corner of a room, like everybody else trying to do my job on the computer and not let anyone see or hear the things that were going on behind the computer screen on the other side. It was okay. The practice shifted and I I had a pivot and that was fine. But that's around the time when I got really interested in time management because obviously we had a lot more on our plate and we didn't have any free time. (laughs) It's just like there is no break. So I had to get really mindful and very intentional about how I was spending my time when I was working kind of how to have boundaries, stuff like that. So I was so used to going in an office and didn't have that any longer, just like so many other people out there. So I spent really the next two years of COVID reevaluating what I wanted to do and what I was interested in. And I was noticing that I was starting to feel more and more burnt out. I wasn't loving my practice. I wasn't loving my role as a speech pathologist in the same way that I was before. And that was never on my radar. Like I went to school to become a speech therapist. I had just tunnel vision. That was what I was going to do. That's what I wanted to do. I never even considered the possibility that I would be doing anything else, which is a little naive now that I think about it, looking back, 
but I just sort of sat with the feelings of overwhelm, burnout, confusion, and ultimately realized that what I wanted to do was help other moms like myself to learn how to manage their time, how to put themselves as a priority, how to be able to run a successful business, whatever success means to that individual and a successful home and feel like you could be present in both of those settings. And I was figuring out how to do that myself and I wanted to share what I learned. And so I then became a coach. I enrolled in a coaching certification program for time management and productivity. And it's been full steam ahead since then. I love it. So where did you enroll? Where did you get your certificate? I'm still going through the certification process now. The program that I'm in is sort of piecemeal, like the classes that they offer, they'll offer the first course, and then there's a bit of time in between before the next course picks up. So the program that I'm in is an online program that I found. I actually found it, it was kind of like a circuitous route. I got interested first when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I looked at NAPO and I didn't know that. So NAPO is the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. And I never realized that the P in NAPO was productivity. I had always just thought it was professional organizers. And it actually used to be as I started exploring this a little bit more, I found out that it used to be professional organizers. And then NAPO was finding that so much of what the organizers were doing was also related to productivity. So they changed their name essentially and started incorporating a lot of coursework and content on productivity. So I became a NAPO member and started taking productivity courses there, started reaching out to other people in my area and actually not even in my area because everything was online at that point, which is one of the blessings I think of COVID. I got to connect with people all over the country like you and I. And that was how I learned about what it meant to be a certified coach and how you could be a certified life coach. You could be a productivity coach. You know, there's different types of coaches that you can be. And so I found the program that I enrolled in through a NAPO professional who had specialized in productivity and had gone through the program that I'm enrolled in now. So awesome. I love the fact that since it was during COVID, more and more people were online because that's all we could do at that point. (laughs) And so you were able to connect with not only this company and be certified, but then a bunch of different people who may or may not have been able to, they may be practicing or they might have been doing more in-person coaching, maybe home coaching, but you were able to really connect with them. That's so cool. Yeah, it is. And it's funny. I often think about how we were so disconnected in many ways during COVID, but we are also really, really connected. And some of the people that are in my life now, so many actually are people that I've never met in person, but it doesn't even feel that way. They just are like a a big part of my life. And it's really cool to be able to have that connection out of this. I think that was one of the silver linings. That is huge. So we know you're certified. What exactly do you do and how do you help busy moms kind of manage their time? What I love about coaching is that it really pairs the mindset with the action. So when I first got interested in time management, 
I was very much interested in strategizing. So what are the programs you can use? Like what are hacks that you can use? What are different things? Like, for example, Workona is this new program I just discovered. We can talk about it later. It's so cool. It's all about like tab management. And if you're someone that has a million tabs open anyway, so I'm always interested in little things like that and how you can use them to organize your life, organize your business, organize your mind, organize your home, all that. But what I was finding was that just personally, I could use all the strategies in the world, or as I was started doing this with clients, I could give them all the strategies in the world. Like they'd be talking and I could think of 10 things. Oh, you should use this. You should use that. Like I'd have all these ideas, but if we weren't touching on the thoughts that were underlying those choices when it came to how they spend their time, the strategies weren't going to be helpful at all. It was really looking at the thought work. How do women think about their time? How do they think about themselves? How do they think about like, what are the thoughts that then drive the action? Because if we aren't changing or addressing the thoughts, the strategies can only go so far. So that's what I do with the clients that I work with. It's very much listening to them, getting to know what are their limiting beliefs? What are the stories that they tell themselves? What are the things, you know, the way that they talk to themselves internally? How can we look at those things? And I'm really, I'm not there to tell them what to think. I'm there to be really like a mirror, like they're talking and I'm reflecting it back to them so that they have a perspective. They have kind of like an oversight over what they're thinking. And then we look at those thoughts and we figure out, okay, what do you want to change? What's serving you? What's not serving you? What do you want to change? And now let's come up with some strategies to help you make that change. That's great. I would think that all the strategies would be able to help, right? And that would be the foundation rather than the thoughts and the beliefs that surround it. That's fascinating that it's actually our thoughts and beliefs. It's not the actions that we're taking or the doable steps. I would much, but I guess it's I know. my personality, I, I would jump into that part rather than doing more of the thinking feeling portion for the foundation. Me too. We are like, and I noticed that for me, I often would, because I started as I was becoming a coach, I hired a coach, which is the first time I really hired. And, you know, I've hired coaches and anyone can call themselves a coach and coach is very subjective. I had hired business coaches in the past, but this was the first time I ever hired a coach to really work on mindset. And it was life-changing. And what I realized was that for me, the feelings piece, like the touchy feely emotions, I'd be like, oh, I don't have time for that. Like, I'm not, I don't have time for that. I've got four kids. I've got a business to run. No time to be sad. No time to be frustrated. You just got to like buckle down and get through it. And that could get you far to an extent, but what is the cost? What is the cost of that? And so really being able to have somebody help me stop address the thoughts, sit with them and figure out how to use them to my advantage and then change the ones that are not serving me and to not be so afraid of feelings. And like, it's not like we're just going to sit 
for like a whole week <laughs> and be in our feelings and like kumbaya like no that's not exactly what I'm talking about but just to be okay with like no it's okay to acknowledge how you feel it's okay to look at how those feelings are connected to the thoughts and how the thoughts are connected to the feelings and all of that is what drives the action what drives that, the results that's really. so fascinating because that's yeah. what I think a lot of things are kind of going towards I can't think of it off the top of my head, but there's all kinds of things that those thoughts work into your habits and then your habits are what drive your actions. And so it's really, I'm a health coach. And so that happens with weight loss or small little habits, mindset, things that people are thinking will jump into their habits which would then propel them into bigger habits and all the other things. And so it's crazy that our minds and emotions and everything have so much power. I often think, as we were saying, that strategy and having the right steps in finishing something and just kind of pushing through is where it's at to get the result that you want to get to that end goal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. I bet you do experience that quite a bit as a health coach and the thoughts and the feelings that are associated with our eating, right? With our eating habits and so what many. we put into our body when we eat, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So yeah, it's so fascinating to me. Yeah. Cause I'm not wired that way to think, to think of feelings first. <laughs> you said, I don't know if it's just, I'm not initially wired that way or just from being a mom and having kids and being like, you just have to go. You don't have time to like sit and mope about it or cry in the car. Your kid's screaming and there's <laughs> it's black and white. We got to get them lunch. We got to take care of things. Exactly. Oh, I love that. So what are three simple time management or productivity hacks that you are loving right now that maybe you share with your clients or you've seen results that you're just excited about? Okay. So the first one, I guess I'll talk about Workona, which is what I had mentioned earlier. I just discovered this and I'm like, okay, how much time do you have, Michelle? (laughs) And I feel like I've just barely scratched the surface with this one, but someone had introduced this one to me for tab management. It's so much more than that. You can do project management. It's kind of a project management system. And I know that I'm not fully using it to its full capacity. There's a free version and a paid version. I'm on the free and I have found that it it meets my needs just fine. But essentially what you do is you create, and I'm totally going to use the wrong words because I, you know, I'm not like a techie person, but you create folders inside of this program. And so for example, for me, I have, my speech business, which is still running on a very, very small capacity. So I've got my speech business, I've got my coaching business, and then I teach grad students as well. So I need different apps, websites for each of those. So I created a teaching one, I created a coaching one, and I created a speech one. And then you can assign or you can, yeah, you can assign websites and tabs like bookmarks into those folders. So that way, all I have to do is if I sit down and I'm like, all right, I'm doing my coaching stuff. I just click coaching and all of the tabs that I would need are available in there. I can pick and choose what I want to open. Then when I close it, if I go to speech, 
I don't have to close all the tabs. The tabs just disappear. I go to my speech folder, opens up those websites for me, and I can switch back and forth without losing the tabs. They disappear for a little while, but they're still there when I need them. I love that. Yes, I'm notorious to have about 20 open at a time because you switch from different things of coaching or mom things. You're opening emails, you're figuring out what your day looks like, where your schedule is, you're jumping into your work block and working through your time blocks during the day, or maybe you're creating something in Canva, or there's tons of different links that I have open or tabs because I don't want to forget that I have to go do this thing. It's like a to-do list, right? It's like there's something left to do. So you leave it open until you've done it. Well, now you can have it open, but you don't have to see it. That's lovely because when you're looking at it, sometimes your brain can get overwhelmed with, oh yeah, what do I need to do? Where do I start? Where do I start? (laughs) And that kind of runs into procrastination, which I know is a huge thing with time management. Can you tell us some about that and what you've seen that helps? Yeah. I just recorded a podcast episode earlier this week. It came out this past Tuesday and it was all about procrastination and why we do it and how we can overcome it per se. I use that term loosely, but just to kind of get a deeper look at procrastination. And I think we can all relate, right? I'm not implying that I don't procrastinate. I 100% procrastinate. (laughs) We all do. So I feel very strongly about the connection between thought work, thoughts, the underlying thoughts, and our actions when it comes to procrastination. So what I always work on with my coaching clients is one of the questions I'll ask if they're talking about procrastination, what is the reason why? Why are you procrastinating? Because your reason for procrastinating this task may be very different from your reason for procrastinating that task. But if you don't really know why, it's hard to change. It's hard to take different action and have long lasting results. So for example, I noticed my husband, we were doing taxes and my husband had asked me to go back and like calculate how much we had spent on daycare over the last year. And I'm like, put it off, put it off, put it off. Well, I put it, it was two reasons. Number one, I didn't want to see the number. Like I did not want to know how much we had spent on childcare. So that was number one. And then number two, I knew I had to find the login information to get into the billing system for daycare. I didn't know what the website was. I didn't know where it was. I didn't have Workona at that point. So, (laughs) and so I had to find the login information and then I had to see if it was going to go back to the amount of time, to the time range that I needed and blah, blah, blah. So it was like these extra steps that were preventing me from getting started. So once I was able to ask myself, why are you procrastinating? Then I could fix the thought errors there. Like, okay, you already spent that money. So yeah, you don't want to see the number, but the money's already gone. Like looking at the number is not going to change the reality of the situation. So that thought we're done. That's moving on. And then number two, it's like, okay, wait a second. You actually do know where the login information is. You have it stored in this area. You just have to go and look for it. You have to open up that app and get the password and you can log in. You can sit down, log in, and it actually won't take as long as you think it's going to take. So it's just these silly little things that we all like, they're just these little nagging thoughts that we want to avoid. I think like these negative feelings that we try to avoid. And so we ultimately avoid the task. 
But what happens is all day, every day, well, not all day, but throughout the day, you've got these intrusive thoughts of, oh, got to do the taxes. Oh, I got to log in. Oh, I got to log in. I got to find it. So I'll be sitting doing something like playing with the kids. And that thought pops up into my head. And I'm like, no, I want to enjoy my time with my kids. I don't want to be focused on taxes. I don't want that interrupting me. So trying to be aware of how even when you procrastinate something, it's still costing you. It's still costing you peace and happiness and positive energy. And so trying to just release that mental load, however big or small it is, and change those intrusive thoughts by just doing the thing that you're procrastinating. That's awesome. Because I know I do that all the time. And then you're right. It does steal your time when you're thinking about other things. You'll be driving in the car or you'll be playing with your kids or doing a hundred other things that as moms we do during the day. And we think, oh yeah, I've got to do the taxes. Yes. Uh, right? Yes. <laughs> you can just do the thing and get rid of that thought then. Right. The, doing the thing is less painful than the thought interrupting you 30 times a day. Right. So and if you would do it the first time. It would probably save you. Maybe it's 15, 20 minutes, but then all those times that you're the reoccurring time is probably far more than when the task would take you. Yeah, I would agree. And then the other thing that I'll encourage my coaching clients to think about with something that they're procrastinating is trying to get into what I would call done energy. So what is that feeling that you will have when the task is complete. Put yourself in that position in your mind. Think about what is it going to feel like when you are procrastinating? Where are you feeling it in your body? Are you feeling it in your stomach? Are you feeling it in your shoulders, in your neck? And like, think about that and then compare to, okay, when it's done, I'm just going to feel, huh. It's a weight lifted off your shoulders or you're like, yes, I did this thing. You feel accomplished. You feel successful, whatever those feelings may be to really try to remember or to visualize how it is going to feel and to remember your why, why are you doing this? In some instances like taxes, you're doing it because there's a deadline and you have to do it or you get in trouble if you don't do it. But for other things, it might be like a big work project that seems really scary or really challenging. Right. And that's why you're procrastinating. But when it's done, you're like, oh my gosh, look at what I just accomplished. So being able to put yourself in that frame of mind, that energy to propel you through the task that you don't want to do to get to the place where you want to be. Right. Oh, that's so helpful and so useful to think about how are you going to feel when this is all finished and this weight is off your shoulders and you can take a deep breath and not think about the taxes or not think about that to do thing that you're putting off. If you like my mom's show, please leave a review, post a screenshot Instagram stories and tag her. Pretty please. If this podcast has blessed you in some way, please leave a review on iTunes. It lights up my heart when I hear how God is using this podcast to help other women too. This is the number one way other women will find this show and be blessed. So please leave a review and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Thank you and God bless my friend.